This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, welcome into the Stinky Truth Podcast. Alongside Mike Evans, I am Mark Schler. Thank you so much for tuning in and uh, downloading the podcast or whatever it is you do. Push the like or the subscribe, all that kind of stuff. We need all of it, all of it, and I'm counting on you guys to do that. Mike, how are you, buddy? I'm good, I'm good, and I just want everybody out there watching to know that this guy, this guy is a big deal. This guy's oh, a A-lister. This guy's huge. a heavy hitter. Why don't you huge. tell people where you spent Sunday night and all day Monday? Well, I uh, I spent, uh, well, uh, Peyton Manning had a golf tournament here in town at uh, Cherry Hills. Cherry Hills is like the, well, it's the, the spot, right? It's the creme de la creme. It's like the Augusta National yeah, of Denver. It, it is, yeah. it is, and it's got a long storied history. I think the biggest thing is uh, Arnold Palmer won the 1960s U.S. Open there. The 1960 yep. U.S. Open, it was the came back from seven down mm-hmm. to win the Open, and um, and so it's got this storied history. A lot of amateur Opens have been played there. That's going to go on this year. That's what we were there for to raise money for the uh, First Tee Foundation and and do a bunch of stuff. But uh, got to hang out with a bunch of different celebrities here in Denver. Um, on Sunday night as they raised money in a big auction and then uh, somebody bid 50 grand to be on Peyton Manning and Eli Manning's um, Manning cast no kidding yeah so they're gonna get to they're gonna get to join the Manning cast and talk a little football and uh, just really it was just a really cool it was a really cool event great great um, just a great venue a beautiful venue. The golf course is just magnificent. Um, and I got to see firsthand. I got the firsthand of of just kind of being almost a fly on the wall of understanding why Peyton Manning is Peyton Manning. <laughs> so, like... The, Organized? Oh, my gosh. Like, just to... Like, it just is incredible the amount of detail... The guy, you know, like the guy throws together. Like you're getting, you're getting text messages like on a daily basis. Here's your, your attire. Here's a wardrobe. You got to show up at this time. Da 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 da. You know, and it's just constant. And then voicemails. Like he'll leave a whole voicemail. So he left this voicemail about, hey, Sunday night we're doing an event. Uh, I want to be prepared. Um, you know, I want to have some of you up on stage to, you know, to talk about what you're going to talk about. And you know, and went through this whole thing. I got to just share this this text message with you. So, um. So he had this whole litany of things that he wanted. He goes, you've got to have you know some good stories. They have to be funny. Like he's very serious in his voicemail. They got to be funny. They got to da 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 da. And you know, so text me back 
and give me a couple stories, and then I'll see if you fit into my rundown. So basically, <laughs> you're like, auditioning. You're auditioning. So this is what I write back to him. This is what I write back to him. I go, I'm probably the last on the slab, the celebrity uh, ladder rung, but I'm a great storyteller. Um, so I could tell you the story about how I single-handedly won Super Bowl 32, how I intimidated Arnold Schwarzenegger at the height of his career and uh, made him run away, uh, my personal fight against skill position players and why it's total bullshit. Uh, anything I don't have a story for, I'll just make up on the spot. I never let the truth get in the way of a good story. No pressure. Don't feel obligated to use me. Um on stage, but I am a super fucking yoked old dude that smells like victory. You're welcome. Yeah, that's, now, that's my that's my text message back. And here's to, the funny thing. He teed you up with exactly the stuff oh, you yeah. gave him. Yeah, and a few others. But, and a but, few others yeah. as well. Yeah. So he's like so I walk in I walk into this event Sunday night and the old lineman in me, you know, we're supposed to be there at six. So the old lineman in me like, well, twenty minutes. It takes twenty minutes to get there. So what if there's traffic? It's yeah. Sunday night, right? You're right? What if there's traffic? What if there's what if there was an accident on the way? You know, and da, 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 da. what if I got a flat tire? So you know, it's because, the way because I think. folks, as an offensive lineman, Mark's guiding principle was what could possibly go wrong. Right. What could go, always go, thinking about what right. can go wrong. So I left my house. It's like 17 minutes to the golf course from where I live. I left my house at. I was supposed to be there at six. I left my house at. 512 <laughs> just in case just in case just in case and so uh you know and six was not like a hard like they're not gonna let you in if you right, if you don't get right, there right, right like right. a lot of people yeah. trickling if in john six, elway rolls in at 610 he's yeah, gonna be allowed yeah, in. yeah right? yeah yeah <laughs> so i roll in there so i'm the first guy in there and i'm just kind of sitting around and and well i'm not the first guy because Peyton's the first guy yeah, sure and he's up on the on the stage with the mic going through like going through the whole program and it was so funny because we are so 100% opposite so he's like asking like asking the 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 principles of that have have created the event right He's like, well, what if da, 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 this happens? Da, da, da. And he's going through that. No, now how are you gonna? How are you gonna introduce me? Now what are you gonna say? And so I've got to have, you know, and I've got to have the my script of response and that. And it was just, it was the the most detailed thing I've ever watched. Where me, I'd have no, I got no questions. It'll it'll all work. Like it, it's just it'll flow together. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. And he is totally dialed in. And so then he walks over to me. You know, and kind of just say, hey, thanks for being here and stuff. And goes, by the way, you better be on your A game because you're first up. And I go, I don't need to be on my A game. I'm on. I'm on all the time. And obviously got up there and just went full show pony mode. Oh, yeah. Just full oh. show pony mode. Uh, Nothing like Mark Schlereth show pony. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it best. was it was fun. It was hilarious. So, so you got – so that's Peyton Manning prepping – for a charity golf event. Can right. you imagine what he was like the week of a Patriots-Colts game with a showdown against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady? No. Can like, you imagine what it was like in the Colts headquarters? Yeah, you better. Try being one of his receivers. Can, can you imagine? Well, be one of his coaches. Yeah, right. And don't have an answer. Right. Like when he says, well, what happens if they get into this particular front and they do this and, you know, they, they play this invert too and that, that they were, like, you better have an answer. Yeah. You, like, you need to have an answer. And that's, he is literally one of the most dialed in, one of the most, uh, he's just one of the most detailed people. So, it, and it was fun. I, I can see why, 
like he's super successful in everything he does, and me, I just kind of fly by the seat of my pants. So let's see, you had uh, Peyton was there, John Elway, Terrell Davis, uh, Rod Smith, Ed McCaffrey, Andrew Whitworth yeah. was there. Mike and Shanahan. Mike Shanahan. So. Had a bunch of the Avalanche were there. Yeah. We just had a, a, a Chauncey Billups was there, Mr. Big Shot, Alfred Williams was there. There was just a a ton of guys. It was a, And it was a lot of fun. And, it, and, the, and the cross-section of – you know, former athletes, current athletes, and different, different. Like we had a couple of the Avalanche there. Nathan McKinnon was there. Johnson was there. Uh, Adam Foot was there. Footer was there, which is with his glorious nose. That Great, nose, greatest nose ever. Oh my gosh, that nose is like a, like what was it? What was the old was it Rand McNally the Atlas thing? Like you just open up. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I see Footer, God bless you, Footer. I love you. Uh, every time I see Footer, I I think to myself, Oh, there he is, right there's Adam Foot. And it's like that scene from the Austin Powers with the mole <laughs> guy, you know? Go, yeah, I'm always like, don't look at his nose. He's like, um, molly, 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 molly. Like, don't look at his nose. Don't look at his nose. Oh, shoom, tractor beam. You can't help it. It's just so <laughs> glorious. glorious. It's, it's, a, it's all it's over a, the place. It's a hockey player's defenseman fighter's nose. Right. I mean, it's, it's just That thing has been beautiful. broke. That thing has been, has been broke more than, uh, uh, you know, I don't know what. I was going to say something about bankruptcy, but that that thing has been that thing is broke. Well, it sounds like a great event and great stories coming out of it. I and, got it. Um, broke more than a college student at the end of the month. How boom, boom. How many this times? Guy, you, how many times are you guy. digging through you know, your cushions looking for change at the end of the month? Peyton, would top ramen. Peyton Manning would have needed a week to come up with that line. Yeah, you, right. Boom, just boom, like right that. there. Uh, some some stories. Still a lot of news being made by the NFL. This is one of those years. Are you a hard knocks fan? Do you like hard knocks? Every summer? Uh, no, I'm not. Like, Have I, you cooled I, on like it? I like, it's fine. I don't, like, I don't, like, last year I watched it because I had, I had Detroit with, mm-hmm. with Fox week one. I had uh, Philly at Detroit. Um, and so, you know, it was, it was interesting to me. I wanted to watch it and see kind of how they put their team together, see the way it operated. And then you get to kind of really understand and, and know some of the prominent players, um, and some of those storylines, so it was it was worthwhile to me to watch it, and uh, I liked what what Dan Campbell was doing out there. Well, it it certainly feels like NFL teams look at Hard Knocks like Hard Knocks has run its course because nobody's volunteering, and we're now at a point where the NFL may force a team mm-hmm. to do Hard Knocks, and it appears right now that could be Robert Sala, Aaron Rod uh, Aaron Rodgers, and the New York Jets. Which, hey, sign me up for that. I would love that. That one would intrigue me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers. We had Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator, was our head coach here last year. Got fired uh, after what fifteen weeks. Um, and so to to see that dynamic, that relationship, put the offense together. Robert Saul is one of my favorite people in the NFL. Man, he is that dude is so solid, and he's such a he's such a good coach and a good man. I'd love to see that. But let, let's face it. If you if you're an NFL team, you're in management, you're a coach or you're a player, you don't want those cameras on you 24/7. Like the and and you know there are going to be some guys that develop into stars, you know, kind of the 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 made for made for star, like made for television stars, but the distraction, the getting in your business, um and then some guys will make it more about developing their brand than about being football players and you don't want to have to deal with that either as a coach 
So I like I understand why NFL teams don't want it to be a part, don't want to be they have anything to do with it because it's a it's a pain in the ass. I mean, it would be a tr- tremendous pain. So uh, anyhow, but I'm I would be very intrigued by Robert Saul and the New York Jets. I think that's great. I think they're a really good young team. I think obviously with Aaron Rodgers, it makes him a legitimate contender for the playoffs. So yeah, for sure, I yeah, think it would be. You're you're high on the Jets. So and I know you're a big Aaron Rodgers fan, but. In order for Rodgers to work, there has to be something already there. You you think that there's a good structure oh, in got, place with the yeah, Jets? I think they've got a really, I think they've got a really good defense, and then I think they've got you know some real good young, um, just some good young players on offense that are dynamic, and you know then you put Aaron Rodgers in that in an offense that he's run you know for pretty much his entirety of his Packer career. Um, like those are going to be those are going to be good things, uh, and I, and I do. I think they're I think they're very I think they're young, but I think they're very talented on on offense. And then I think you you look at that when you have a lot of young talent in there, and um, and, and then all of a sudden you have a veteran guy that really knows what he's doing and can help mentor those. Because as a player, your coach can coach you up on just about anything, but when it comes from player to player. Like sometimes a coach will tell you to do something, you're just like, ah, it just doesn't it doesn't resonate. For whatever reason, it doesn't it's like talking to your own kids, right? You can tell your kid, like you could tell your son Brady something about baseball, and you could do it till you're blue in the face. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like sitting there kind of yeah. and you're getting pissed because he's almost rolling <laughs> his eyes at you. Yes. Right? You know that. Yeah. And then if I came over to your house and I said the exact same thing that you just said, Brady be like Oh, it makes perfect sense. Right, now, right, right. And he'd be like, you know, wrapped attention. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, yeah. Like, talking, oh, my right, gosh, yeah. right? Is that what, what you do? So it, it is one of those things when it comes from another player, and players have a really good way of saying, okay, think about it like this. Right. And the coach will explain it one way. You're like, yeah, I get what he's saying, but this is how I think about it. And, I'll, oh, okay, that, make, that finally mm-hmm. makes sense. And so to have Aaron there to say – Hey man, the leverage on this route, or when we get this defense, this is like this is how I would make a micro adjustment to that route so that we're on the same page. You know, the players eat that stuff up. Mm-hmm. They eat that stuff up. When when we're looking for a comparison, so what the Jets, what Jets fans can expect? Am I fair in saying this is similar to Tom Brady's first year with Tampa, in that? Brady came from what he knew mm-hmm. for so many years in New England. Rogers coming from what he's known, and put together with a with a, with a pretty talented group. As right. Brady jumped in with Tampa, but that took a while, right? Yeah. Weren't they at one point what seven and five? Yeah, something like that. And then yeah. they go on to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Could you see a similar type trajectory here with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers in year one? I see, I see more early success from the Jets than from Tampa. Interesting. Why? Well, because Brady came from a system where he wants everything pre-snap to be basically figured out. So he wants to have motion. He wants to be, you know, very fluid in the way they operate their offense so that you can undress the defense and get indicators before the ball is snapped. 
So you're you're watching Edelman motion. You're watching them move guys out of the backfield. You're watching a lot of stuff go on. Tight ends go from one side to the next side and, and all that kind of stuff. They're all pre-snap indicators of what the defense is going to turn out to be, right? So he's basically fishing for information. He's trolling for information. He gets the information he wants. He goes, I know where my matchup is. I love this. Whereas Bruce Arians, who was the head coach of Tampa at the time, Bruce Arians is more about let's be static and let's read the defense after the snap. So there was this amalgamation of these two different offenses. And those two bumped heads. And if you know anything about Bruce, Bruce Arians is very stubborn, you know. I mean, that's who he is. And so is Tom Brady. So there was there was this melding of these two offenses that took some time and basically had to convince each other to relinquish some of the control that the other had, the other wanted. And they did a great job of coming together on that stuff. But that was kind of what went down. You're walking into this. This is Aaron Rodgers' offense. Mm-hmm. There is no, hey, but we still want to run this. No, this is Nathaniel Hackett, who is really on this rehabilitation circuit right. after what went on here in Denver. Not all his fault. Not all his fault by any stretch of the imagination. But they've worked together in Green Bay for so long. This offense will come out and, and be better. Here's the one thing that Brady did for Tampa that I believe Aaron will do for this young jet squad. Brady came in and he is so detail oriented and he has such a work ethic and such a, just a drive that even talking to guys like Mike Evans, who had been to six, seven pro bowls in a row, whatever it is, he goes, you know, you think that you're doing all you can do. You think that you've kind of maxed out. You think you're working and then Brady comes in here and blows everybody away. Mm-hmm. And it was like the challenge of going, oh, my God, we all have to pick up our game. And when Aaron walks in, his base of knowledge, the way he thinks about football, um, and the way he works from the neck up, that'll have a huge influence on a bunch of young players that will will see this is how you become a professional. I always say this, just because you play a pro sport does not make you a professional. And there's a y- lot of young players that are playing in the NFL or playing a pro sport that aren't yet professionals. And Aaron walks in to the Jets and helps teach them what professional football is really all about. So what you just described to me, then I'm going to go with a different comparison. Instead of Rodgers, Brady, I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning here in Denver. Because that's what it feels like. Right. Because now you're talking about not only changing that culture immediately, all the neck up stuff. Hey, this is what being a pro is all about. But that was Peyton's offense here right away. John Fox was the head coach. He's like, hey, Peyton, you know, do, yeah. do, do your thing. And they took off right away. Right. I mean, that was a really good offense they, right you know, from it's day a great, one. It's a great comparison because John Fox, defensive coach, Robert yeah. Sala, defensive yeah. coach, uh, he turned the offense over to Aaron Rodgers, turned the offense over to his coordinator. Who mm-hmm. was coordinator here at the time? Was it Adam Gase? I think it was maybe? Adam Gase, yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, I think that's a very – I think that's a very similar – now uh, – a little younger squad sure. with the New York Jets than they had here. A little bit more veteran presence here with Demarius Thomas and um, and some of the different guys they had. But still, I think that's a really apt comparison to what went down. And you saw, I mean, you saw the influence Peyton Manning had the the day he walked in here. Yeah, it just changed the culture overnight. You completely overnight. changed the organization overnight. Yeah, 
And so, yeah, I think Aaron has the ability um, – the Aaron has the ability to have that kind of same impact on the New York Jets. Well, pro football talk uh, would seem to agree with you. Uh, they came out with their power rankings now that we're through – the OTAs and the mini camps and all that. So mm. now that we head into the break, these are their rankings going into the season. Oh, okay. okay. Top ten. Top, Top 10, ten power rankings. Here we go. Number ten. Okay, wait a minute. Like I'm David Letterman. Here. Should I should I Try to guess my top 10 that they would come up with. Sure, let's see how many teams you can get in the top 10. You don't even have to get them in the particular order. Okay, see I'm just going to give my top 10. The first thing I'm going to do, though, is I just have to, because i got to look at the the teams. You know what I'm saying? Because you <laughs> guy know, covers I, the NFL every single week. He needs to be reminded who plays in the NFL. The, okay, the Chiefs, Chiefs are in the top 10. The Bengals in the top 10. Uh, 49ers in the top 10. Let me see here. Uh, Eagles in the top 10. I've only picked four teams yeah, so far. Cowboys four. in the top 10. Let me see. Uh, I'm amazed you're struggling. Why? There aren't some more obvious ones? Um, All right, keep going. Well, this is the way I... Let me get this. Let me get the standings. Okay, there we go. Oh, yeah, that's Buff- Buffalo in the top 10. Uh, Miami in the top 10. So far, you're you're on a roll, dude. You're 7 for 7. Um, okay, I'm going to put Baltimore in there. 8 for 8. Let's throw in... Hmm, this is a little tricky. Jacksonville. 9 for 9. And then let's throw in uh, Miami. You said Miami. Oh, I already said Miami. About the team we were just talking about, you want to put the Jets in your top ten? Um, put your Jets. Put yeah, the jets. jets. Yeah, you go. Jets. Ten for ten. All right, you got them all. Nah, it didn't Ooh, take me long. That was laborious, <laughs> boy. All right, so here's what they here's what here's what right. they got. Here's it. what they got. Kansas City number one, Philly number two, San Francisco number three, Cincinnati number four, Buffalo five, Jacksonville six. Okay. Miami seven, Baltimore eight, Dallas nine, Jets ten. Wow. Do you disagree with uh, that hierarchy at all? I, I don't know, but it does. One thing just, just completely jumps off the page there. One thing that What's completely that? jumps off the page. Okay, all of those teams, right, that you mentioned, minus one, know who their quarterback Like, they have, yep. they have their quarterback, yep. right? Baltimore, Dallas, Philly, they, they know it. The San Francisco 49ers. And they're third. Yeah. Despite not really knowing what they got at quarterback. It which again is a testament to the personnel and the coach. Because yeah, I I mean it's it's gonna be barring injury, health if 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 health is not a concern. So let's say Trey Lance, both Trey Lance and Brock Purdy are are completely healthy. There is there's no competition. It's gonna be Brock Purdy. That, that's not even a competition. And <laughs> you're talking about the number three overall pick versus the dead last Mr. Irrelevant pick. And Mr. Irrelevant is, to me, head and shoulders above from a competition standpoint in that position. But it does go to show you what, what they've done roster-wise and the way they coach that team. The other thing that jumps out, pro football talks, rankings, top ten teams, seven 
AFC teams, three NFC. Yeah, right. Boy, the AFC is going to be just a rock fight. Yeah. Well, you're going to have good teams, good teams that are going to miss the playoffs with their quarterback in place and are just going to be looking and saying, oh, God, if only we were in the NFC. Yeah. How much better we'd be, how much higher we'd be seated. We could be a top three seed in the NFC. What does it say about a team like uh, Minnesota who who just had an unbelievable season last year? Won, I think they had 11 games that they mm-hmm. won, um, you know, by a score or less that they don't even crack the top 10. Nope. And they've got their quarter. They Well, at least for one more year, they've got their quarterback. You know, there's some there's some teams that are interesting in there that are left off. You got some teams who are convinced they have their stud quarterback of the future, but didn't make this top ten list. Sure, you know, no, no, no Chargers with Justin Herbert, right? Right. That's well. That's because Chargers are going to charge her. You know, no Broncos with Russell Wilson in the right monster contract that kicks off this year. Right. Excuse me, next year the Raiders. No Raiders with. Uh, Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Arizona Cardinals with Murray, who's who's going to come off an ACL, so he probably won't be ready at the beginning of the season. Well, funny you say that. So guess who Pro Football Talk has as their five worst teams? Should we do this again? Yeah, let's do it again. Let's Hold do on. this again. Hold it was on, so out. much fun the first time around. Right. Let's do this Hold again. On. But now Who I've got, are their I've five worst now. teams? Five. And again, in no particular order. Let's see. you got 10 for 10 on the best teams. Okay. Let's see if you can guess the five worst teams in – no particular order. Okay, let okay. me just go into. Uh, it'll be Arizona is going to be on one of those. Correct. Let's see here. Just uh, kind of think of the teams. Carolina are early in the draft. Nope. Oh, your streak ends. Carolina's not on there. Not in their bottom five. No. Wow. Uh, Atlanta. Nope. Well, I'm really doing poorly here. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, Houston. Houston. Indy. Indy. The next two, the last two are going to surprise you, I think. Definitely one of them. We're actually two. But I don't I think you I don't think you get either Not one. Not New England. Nope. Uh, NFCs or AFC teams? Both NFC. Both NFC. I guess flip over to the NFC real quick. Um, yeah, Arizona was right. The Rams? Yep. Wow, and can you guess the last one? I don't think you get. I don't. I don't think you guessed the last one. Not considering the hype, it can't be Chicago. The Chicago, really? So Pro Football Talk had as their bottom five teams: number thirty-two, the worst, Arizona; thirty-one, Houston; thirty, Indy; twenty-nine, Chicago. The fourth worst team in the NFL. That just is. That does not fit with the offseason narrative that that's out there no. regarding Justin Fields and uh, the moves that they've made. And then the Rams, even with Matthew Stafford coming back, uh, the fifth worst team. So, hey, it's one. It's it's it's. If the summer is great for anything in in the football season, it's rankings. Yeah, lists. love the, the lists lo- in the rankings. Yeah, right, you gotta, you gotta love the lists. So right. there you go. Um, Speaking of San Francisco and the quarterback situation, do, does this change your mind at all? 
George Kittle talking about Trey Lance and working out with him this this spring. Quote, Trey has been great. I think he took steps forward in the OTAs. It's really fun when you start connecting on plays that you might have struggled with in the past, and that's something that we did at OTAs a couple of times, so that was fun. Got to get a lot of extra work in with them. So, do you do you look at the San Francisco quarterback situation differently now? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no? Hey, that's awesome. He was the third overall pick. They gave up a lot. Don't you think they, they want to see this work out? Um, I think that you look at how the quarterback room is structured, and they gave up a lot. And one of the biggest keys in football or in sports in general or in life in general is to know when – what you did, you know, what your plan A was becomes plan B. And to be able to have the, you know, the character and the humility to go, yeah, we're moving on. And I think Brock Purdy came in and played the way he played. And I think they feel really confident in how he operates that offense, his athleticism, his Unbelievable pocket awareness as a young player, understanding protection, his foot energy, the way he moves and manipulates the pocket. They're looking at, hey, their quarterback room as a whole, guess what? Our quarterback room as a whole is very underpaid. It allows us to continue to build our roster. So whether it's Trey Lance or whether it's Brock Purdy, they're not spending any money in their quarterback room. So they can spend it elsewhere. So... Yes, what George Kittle did not say in that interview, if asked, who would you prefer to play with? Yes. Trey Lance or a healthy Brock Purdy? I think every 49er veteran in a Super Bowl window would prefer Brock Purdy. Yeah, if you said, hey, so is Trey Lance, you go, whoa, 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 I didn't say that. (laughs) We we really connected. uh, Like, yeah. All right. Well, you got the top 10 and the bottom five. Care to guess who the other teams were in the middle? <laughs> no, I don't I don't want to guess the middle teams. Hey, listen, for everybody involved in the Sinking Truth Podcast, we thank you guys so much for uh, for listening, for downloading, for uh, liking, for doing whatever it is you do. Appreciate you guys, and we'll be back with you later on in the week.